hear that, that some of the fighters from your side and some of the uh, regime fighters are being friendly with each other. Do you think if Syrians talk, it's possible to be friendly? We don't have hatred. No, no. We're not aggressive. We're peaceful. And until this day, after all what happened in Madamiya, after all what we suffered, we're peaceful. This man, I have no hate uh, for him. Oh, yeah, there's, uh, just behind you, there's... Um, a soldier. I don't hate him, but I hate the people who killed us and those who sh uh, who must be uh, judged. When's all this going to end? I think when Assad is gone. When Assad is gone, it's going to end. Yes. Not before. No, I don't think so. That resident of Muadamir talking to the BBC's Middle East editor Jeremy Byrne and explaining that. Uh, it's veered between extremely difficult to outright impossible for aid agencies to get help to those people in areas which are besieged or cut off. Today, more than 70 NGOs published a statement saying that their work has seriously suffered, not just as a result of interference by the Syrian government, but by the actions in-country of the United Nations. In fact, it's got to the point where they're suspending cooperation with the UN office in the Syrian capital. Fadi Dari is co-founder for the aid agency Hand in Hand for Syria, which is one of the signatories to the letter. What exactly are his concerns with how the UN office in Damascus operates? The UN office in Damascus, the way they work is through the government of Syria. And the government of Syria dictate exactly where the aid need to, where the aid is delivered and the type of aid to deliver. Now, when we talk about uh, besieged areas, they quite selected, selecting the, the food baskets and what goes in them. Uh, they're not sending any nutritional food uh, supplies. They're also not sending the right medication when it comes to the medical aid. Now, again, I mean, when we talk about the United Nations, we're looking at some uh, impartial organization. In the case of Syria, no, it's the opposite. They've been dictated on by the government of Syria. They tell them exactly where to go and what to do. Some aid has been, uh, I mean, going through the, sorry, to government of Syria allies, like the cousin of President Bashar, for example. He has a charity and they deliver aid through that charity. He's a quite, I mean, taking a big part in the conflict. So he's not impartial. And then again, uh, the delivery of aid is being delivered irrespective of uh, needs assessment and they don't do any post-distribution monitoring. So they don't monitor where the aid has been done. So they just dump it. And sometimes, in quite a few cases, you would see aid by one of the UN agencies, food baskets, being at uh, the Syrian army checkpoints. So they are using it for the army use, not only for civilians. So this is, this is one of the big issues with the uh, UN in Damascus. If you, so, if you don't cooperate with the United Nations now in the Damascus office, how are you going to be able to carry on your work? It makes no difference, to be honest. The way we operate is we're already cooperating with each other as a city and NGOs. We have a few networks between us. And most importantly, we also have like something called the NGO Forum that's based in Turkey. However, we're still going to cooperate with the office in Turkey. Uh, but we ask them not to share our information with the office in Damascus. Is there not a danger that in you taking this step, the Syrian government will say, well, it's clear now that aid agencies such as yours are only interested in helping people in rebel-held areas, that you have become, you're no longer impartial in this conflict uh, and that you're clearly working for one side only? We want everyone to be neutral, and we have been neutral for the past five years. Uh, 
but now we're being pushed into the edge. Uh, I mean, to voice our our opinion, and we're still not being political. Politi- I mean, we're not talking about politics here. We're only talking about the way they operate. If you had a, a message to the UN operation uh, then out of Damascus, and we're, we're going to be speaking to a, a UN official um, shortly. But if you had a, a single message for them, what, what would it be? The, the message, the main one would be stop. I mean, talk about stopping the besiegement. Nobody, everyone should have the right to live in their own home place. People have the right to stay at home and uh, without any besiege. They should have access to food, education and health. So that's the message for them. Fatty Diary from one of the Syrian NGOs no longer cooperating with the UN in Damascus. So what does the UN have to say about all that? David Swanson speaks for the UN relief agency OCHA in the region. He spoke to us on a scratchy line from Jordan, so we've voiced over his answer.